0: what's going on good people happy friday and welcome to another edition of the faction i hope you guys are doing incredibly well i've just got to tell you you guys have been blowing up the inbox the dms all of the things waiting for what we have to say about the last seven days in the wwe well good news i've got some things for you and we will get into all of that but of course first a big thank you to all of you who join us so regularly here on the faction whether you are listening to us by way of our podcast or you are subscribed to us on facebook instagram or x at the faction show We really appreciate all that you are doing. Let me also say this, and I usually put this on the back end, but I'm going to put it on the front end. It's been an extremely busy time for me, and I am grateful. I am really, really grateful. The month of February is a big, big month in terms of opportunities and events. Last Friday, I was with Southern Honor Wrestling. Last night was with the relaunch of Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling which is the independent promotion founded by Dusty Rhodes back in 2000. What an extreme honor it was to call the action for that. I will let you know when you guys will be able to check that out once I find out. And then tomorrow night, I'll be part of Say It Loud 4, a presentation of All Caribbean Wrestling here in Atlanta, honoring the accomplishments of African-Americans in pro wrestling. And it's going to be an incredible card, which features as the main event for the ACW Heavyweight Championship. It is Elijah Burke, a.k.a. the Pope, taking on Caprice Coleman. And speaking of Caprice Coleman, February the 24th, which is two weeks from tomorrow, he will be involved in another championship match as he battles for the Pan-African World Diaspora World Championship against Shug D as part of Ashe Wrestling. So there's an awful lot that's going on so if you aren't hearing from me in this format as regularly as you might like it's because of that plus we've started a brand new video series that you guys can check out on tiktok and instagram as well as on facebook in honor of black history month i'm calling it our lit series where we are honoring legends icons and trailblazers and i've got to tell you it's really something special If you guys haven't checked into it, please do so. We've released three episodes already. A two-parter on Ron Simmons, and the latest one is dealing with the Soul Patrol. This is just great stuff. It's a lot of great content for you guys to check out. With all of that said, let's get into what so many of you really want to talk about. That is, what's going on with WrestleMania 40? So we can go back to almost two weeks ago where the Royal Rumble event brought us two Royal Rumble winners. On the women's side, Bailey won her Royal Rumble match. And last Friday, she made it very clear who her opponent would be. And That opponent would be Io Sky. And I think that's pretty awesome, as now we're seeing Bailey somewhat out of damage control. And we'll figure out what all of this looks like in a little bit. And as incredible as SmackDown was last Friday, and it really was incredible from start to finish, it was the end of SmackDown that had the whole world talking literally for a solid week. Cody Rhodes goes to make his decision to determine who he will be facing at WrestleMania. He then says, I want the WWE Championship. I want to take everything away from you, Roman, but I'm not going to do it at WrestleMania. He said he would consulted with someone someone who knew Roman Reigns very well, out comes The Rock. It looks to some like there's a handoff that happened. Now, I do want to go ahead and say at no point had there ever been an official announcement about The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, nor was there an official announcement about Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. All of this was conjecture to which people went crazy. Literally trying to hijack both Raw and NXT. Going so far as to issue death threats to The Rock's daughter, Ava. Ava ends up removing her account on X. Like, I just gotta say, it got really, really crazy. That led into the WrestleMania kickoff press conference last night in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Where i'm not sure what we ended up with other than there's now an official announcement out that says cody rhodes will be facing roman reigns cody rhodes chose roman reigns to face the rock gets in cody's face slaps cody it looks like instead of a rock versus roman situation we've got rock and roman on the same page what exactly is going on so you guys wanted my opinion you said right Well, let's go back to last Friday because I've got some strong opinions on a few things. The first strong opinion is dealing with the wrestling fans who felt as though it was right to issue death threats to Ava, that they felt as though they could bully the WWE into some degree of programming. I find that problematic considering no official announcement was made. So everybody gets on this thing of Cody should finish his story. Well, first of all, I think we need to define what finishing the story means to Cody, not to us. Because you do realize that there is the possibility that though Cody Rhodes gets this shot at WrestleMania that he doesn't necessarily win. He didn't win last year, and if the rumors are true about the WWE wanting Roman Reigns to hold on to the championship to surpass Hulk Hogan's title reign, for him to do that, he's got to hold the championship through September, so there's that, but what I also think happened here is a stroke of brilliance by the WWE. They obviously heard the backlash. They could have chosen to do many, many things. Honestly, I think what we're seeing right now is extremely exciting because you can't quite figure out what's going on. So the fans turned on The Rock, which just seems crazy to me. The Rock went on to Pat McAfee's show yesterday and called them Cody Crybabies. This heel turn of The Rock is very interesting and i don't know if you can call it a heel turn when you stick with your family like is it right for someone to speak ill of your family in front of you and you don't do anything about it so we've got to give the rock kudos for that does this make the bloodline more dangerous if the rock and roman reigns are on the same page And does Roman Reigns no longer look like the tribal chief if The Rock is sticking up for Roman Reigns? It usually was Roman sticking up for everybody else and then other people doing his bidding or his dirty work. Honestly, as strange as this sounds, it feels like this move has breathed new life into the Bloodline story by adding the one piece that has not been addressed, which is The Rock. But add to that, I don't think this takes The Rock versus Roman Reigns off of the table because we have to acknowledge that the biggest box office match they could have right now is The Rock versus Roman Reigns. So I will say this, I totally believe that the road to WrestleMania is supposed to be filled with twists, turns, rocks, and curves, and we've got that and with roughly 58 days until WrestleMania, don't think that we're getting to WrestleMania smoothly. There's still lots to be determined in terms of Seth Rollins. What's going to happen night one versus night two? Will the women's world title match main event one of these nights? How is all of this going to happen? I think there's a lot of fun things to mention, which makes me say this. I am disappointed in us as wrestling fans and here's why because pro wrestling has turned these days more into a prediction show than it has actually enjoying what's being presented to us more people want to predict a story and write a story than they do want to enjoy a story so i'm just curious how upset will you be If Cody does not defeat Roman Reigns, I've had people call me. I've had people text me. I've had people shoot me DMs, all of these kinds of things saying, when do we get the payoff? Well, I want to remind you, as we tend to do here on this show, about history. And if you pay attention to the history of Dusty Rhodes, you will note That, yeah, Dusty didn't have a lot of times where he actually beat Ric Flair. He chased Ric Flair for years and didn't necessarily beat him. And when he did win the world championship, he didn't hold it for very long. You probably would not have liked Lex Luger chasing Ric Flair for the better part of two years and still not beating him for the world championship. You probably wouldn't have liked Barry Windham chasing Ric Flair for the world championship and not winning the world title from Ric Flair. What you've got to understand is heroes don't always win in the end, even in pro wrestling. So congratulations to everyone who got the match that they wanted, which is Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. But I don't know that you're going to get the outcome that you want, because some are already saying that The Rock could cost Cody Rhodes The WrestleMania match, which could easily happen. There are lots of things that could happen. And I think there are lots of potential stories to be told in all of this. I just feel like as wrestling fans, certainly we can be passionate. Certainly we can pontificate. Certainly we can throw out our theories. But when it moves to a point of threatening people's lives, then that means we've been irresponsible. And I do believe that so many people are irresponsible relative to Ava, who had absolutely nothing to do with this. Death threats to The Rock, which that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, are you kidding me? So I'm not sure what you expected from me on this particular episode, but I will tell you this. I am as intrigued by WrestleMania 40 as I have been by any WrestleMania we've ever seen. And I do believe that the storytelling that we're about to see from now through WrestleMania is going to be top notch. It's going to be epic. Now, I'll tell you, if you leave it to me, I would like somehow to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns. But amid all of the things I had been prepared to see, I was not prepared to see The Rock stand side by side with Roman Reigns. I'm very intrigued to see what that's going to do because the power of the rock, him holding a seat on the board, makes Roman more dangerous than Roman has ever been. But can Roman actually trust the rock? I mean, as family, we get together when we feel threatened, but what happens when we don't feel threatened and we're still arguing over who's the head of the table? Who is the real tribal chief? So I think this is gonna get really interesting. I'm for Cody also getting a shot at whatever championship he chooses because he won the Royal Rumble. He does get that right. I don't believe that going after the World Heavyweight Championship held by Seth Rollins is a backseat kind of move or puts him as number two. Because I think in the conversation, when we start calling a championship number two, we diminish the championship and its title holder. And to diminish what Seth Rollins has done since May of 2023 is egregious and it's irresponsible. He has been champion for nearly nine months. He has defended that title with honor and pride. And what I think is so interesting is the same people who are screaming for Cody to go after Roman's championship are the same people who were mad that Roman won last year who don't like Roman's title reign, who'd like someone to get the title off of Roman. And I guess you're saying you don't think that The Rock can do that? I don't know, I don't know. What I do know for sure is that things are very interesting and we will be paying attention to all of them. There's much more to talk about, but we just don't have time today. So I wanted to dedicate these few minutes to just at least putting it out there my thoughts on what's going on with WrestleMania 40. I thought the press conference was bonkers. I thought the press conference was also a great reflection of the TKO era as it felt much more like a UFC press conference than it did a WWE press conference. Now, what do I mean? At these UFC press conferences and pressers, it's not so much about the press, but they literally will fill an arena with audience members as opposed to a press conference, which usually just has a lot of members of the press there. This was a big moment. This was a big move. To fill the T-Mobile arena with a couple of days' notice is massive. For a press conference with no wrestling action, that's incredible. The staging was amazing. The feel of it was incredible. If this is what the future looks like for WWE as part of TKO, I'm here for all of it. Because it was everything we wanted and then some. And so I love this. And this is what helps to make TKO and WWE fantastic. So we're going to do another full episode probably Monday. Because there's still a lot to talk about, like what happened at NXT Vengeance Day, what's going on between Trick and Mello, and this massive news coming out of TNA that Scott Demore has been fired as its president, given all that TNA has accomplished. Yeah, this is pretty massive, guys. So we'll be getting into all of that. Make sure you're following us here on the socials at The Faction Show. Make sure you're following me as well at Bonnerfied. Make sure you're locked into the We Are Lit series that's happening as we're honoring legends, icons, and trailblazers. There's so many more fun episodes that are coming from that. And if you're in the Atlanta area, I would love to see you tomorrow night for Say It Loud for an amazing celebration of black excellence in pro wrestling. Headlined by the main event. The Pope, Elijah Burke, taking on Caprice Coleman for the All-Caribbean Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. I am so excited to be a part of this, and I can't wait to see you as well. Until next time, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, which, by the way, I think I'm going to have to get one or all of those guys on because I know that there are some strong opinions about this whole WrestleMania main event. So we'll do that in the future. In the meantime, we gotta get out of here. Until next time, I am Gerard Bonner and this is The Faction.